Welcome to the Korean Atlas and History. Each episode, we will take you on an exploration through some aspect of Korean culture, the landscape, the history, and more. Today on the Korean Atlas in History, South Korean Presidents Park Chung-hee Park Chung-hee was a South Korean army general and politician who became president of South Korea from 1963 to 1979. He came to power during a military coup in 1961 and continues to be a controversial figure among Koreans today. Park Jung-hee was born on November 14, 1917, in the city of Gumi, located in North Gyeongsang Province of South Korea. His father, Park Sung-bin, and his mother, Baek Nam-hae, were Yangban, the traditional ruling class or scholarly class of Korea. However, despite being part of the Yangban class, Park's family was relatively poor and lived in the Korean countryside. Park was the youngest of eight, with five brothers and two sisters. Park was intelligent, egotistic, and ambitious as a boy. His boyhood hero was Napoleon, and he frequently expressed his desire to escape from the Korean countryside. Korea, in Park's youth, had been ruled by Japan, and Park often admired the Japanese for their ability to rapidly modernize after the Meiji Restoration of 1867, as well as for the Japanese warrior code. When he had become a young man, Park tried his hand at teaching for a short period, but then quickly entered the Manchukuo Army Military Academy in Changchun. During this time, he adopted the Japanese name Takagi Masayo, and he later graduated top of his class. His instructors recommended him for further studies at the Imperial Japanese Army Academy in Tokyo. After graduation from the academy, he was posted to a Japanese army regiment in Manchuria. He was commissioned as a lieutenant in the army of Manchukuo and served as an aide-de-camp to a regimental commander until Japan's surrender at the end of World War II. Park returned to Korea after the war and enrolled in the Korean Military Academy. He graduated second in the class of 1946. He then became an officer in the Constabulary Army under the United States Army military government in South Korea. In 1948, Park was arrested under the leadership of Lee Seung-man on charges that he led a communist cell in the Korean Constabulary. He was sentenced to death by military court, but his sentence was commuted by Lee at the urging of high-ranking Korean officers. Park had been a member of the Workers' Party of South Korea, but his involvement in a military cell were never proven. Nevertheless, he was forced from the army and began working in the army as an unpaid civilian assistant. It was around this time that he met the 8th class of the Korea Military Academy, who graduated in 1950. Among those he met in this group was Kim Jong-pil, the first director of the Korean Central Intelligence Agency, and later Prime Minister of South Korea. 
In June 1950, the Korean War officially began, and Park was able to return to service as a major in the South Korean Army. He was subsequently promoted to lieutenant colonel and then colonel. As a colonel, he was deputy director of the Army Headquarters Intelligence Bureau, but then he switched to artillery and commanded the 2nd and 3rd Artillery Corps. By the end of the war, Park had become a brigadier general. After the signing of the Korean Armistice, Park was selected for six months of training at Fort Sill in the United States. After returning from the U.S., Park rose rapidly in the South Korean military. By 1958, he had been promoted to Major General, then later appointed Chief of Staff of the First Army, as well as made the head of the Korean 1st and 6th District Command, giving him responsibility for the defense of Seoul. In 1960, he became the commander of the Busan Logistics Command and then later the Chief of Operations Staff of the South Korean Army and the Deputy Commander of the 2nd Army. On April 26, 1960, Lee Seung-man was forced out of office following the April 19th movement. The next government was a parliamentary rule, with Yoon Bo-son as a figurehead president and the real power vested in Prime Minister Jang Myun. The new government was in a state of chaos, with Jang Myun reshuffling the cabinet positions three times within five months in an attempt to hold the coalition together. Protesters in the street were making demands for political reforms, and the economy was suffering from a decade of mismanagement and corruption under Lee Seung-man's administration. Against this backdrop, Park Chung-hee formed the Military Revolution Committee. The Military Revolution Committee started a coup on May 16, 1961, and overthrew the Second Republic of South Korea. The new administration was formed by military officers who had supported Park. Yoon Bo-san was allowed to remain as a figurehead, and he helped persuade the U.S. military and the commanders of various Republic of Korea Army units not to interfere with the new government. Park Chung-hee was soon promoted to lieutenant general. Park quickly began to mobilize the society of South Korea in a militaristic fashion. American historian Carter Eckert described Park's South Korea as one of the most militarized states in the entire world at the time. According to Eckert, when interviewing Park's closest friends, they all said, to understand Park, one must understand Japanese officer training, as Park's values were the same as an imperial Japanese officer. On June 19, 1961, the Military Council created the Korea Central Intelligence Agency to prevent counter-coups and suppress potential enemies. The KCIA was given the authority to arrest and detain anyone suspected of wrongdoing or having anti-government sentiments. The KCIA was directed by Kim Jong-pil, who Park met in the 8th class of the Korea Military Academy and who was also one of the original planners of the Military Revolutionary Committee. The KCIA soon extended its power to economic and foreign affairs. Around this time, North Korean leader Kim Il-sung secretly sent Hwang Tae-sung, a former friend of Park, to South Korea hoping to improve inter-Korean relations. However, in order to dissipate suspicions of his communist leanings, Park had Hwang executed as a spy. 
On March 24, 1962, Yoon Boson resigned and Lieutenant General Park became the new acting president, as well as being promoted to a full general. After pressure from the United States government under the Kennedy administration, Park agreed to restore civilian rule. In 1963, Park was elected president as a member of the Democratic Republican Party after narrowly defeating Yoon Boson. One of Park's early reforms in 1964 was to bring 24-hour electricity to the country. Previously, homes were provided with only a few hours of electricity per day. Along with this, he planned to expand Korea's economic power by shifting Korea's focus to export-oriented industrialization. In June 1965, Park signed a treaty with Japan. According to the treaty, Japan would pay some reparations to South Korea. The reparation sent from Japan was worth $300 million, and the Park administration took the entire amount of the grant, insisting that it would handle the individual compensation of the victims of the Japanese colonial period. In addition to the reparations, Japan also made some soft loans to South Korea. This led to an increased trade between the two countries. When the Vietnam War began in 1965, South Korea sent the Capital Division and the 2nd Marine Brigade to South Vietnam, followed by the White Horse Division in 1966. This number of troop commitment to the Vietnam War was second only to the number of troops the United States sent. In January 1965, Park announced that it was time for South Korea to wean itself from a passive position of receiving help or suffering intervention, and to assume a proactive role of taking responsibility on major international issues. South Korea's motivation for entering the Vietnam War was primarily to strengthen the military alliance with the United States. However, there were also financial incentives for Korea. South Korean military personnel were paid by the U.S. federal government and their salaries were remitted directly to the South Korean government. In return for troops, South Korea received tens of billions of dollars in grants, loans, subsidies, technology transfers, and preferential markets from the U.S. Also during this period, South Korean soldiers sent to Vietnam gained a reputation for brutality towards civilians. In 1967, Park founded the Guro Industrial Park in southwestern Seoul. He also created the government-owned Pohang Iron and Steel Company Limited to provide cheap steel for chaebols, or large industrial companies who were founding the first automobile companies and shipyards in Korea. Some examples of successful chaebols include Lucky Gold Star or LG, Samsung, and Hyundai. Between 1966 and 1969, tension escalated along the Korean DMZ as armed forces were involved in firefights. Tensions continued to rise, and Kim Il-sung believed Park's administration could be undermined. On January 21, 1968, Unit 124, a 31-man group, attempted to assassinate Park Chung-hee. They were stopped merely 800 meters from the Blue House, the Korean White House, and a firefight broke out. All but two of the North Koreans were killed or captured. In response to this, 
Park created Unit 684, a group that was formed with the intention of assassinating Kim Il-sung. However, the group was disbanded in 1971. In 1970, Park launched his Semal or New Village Movement. It set out to modernize the countryside by providing electric and running water to farmers, build paved roads, and replace thatched roofs with tin roofs. By this time period, Korea had over 200,000 operating television sets. Park was re-elected president in 1967, and under the 1963 constitution, he would have needed to step down in 1971. However, Soon after his 1967 victory, the National Assembly, dominated by Park's party, pushed through an amendment which allowed the incumbent to run for three terms. Thus, Park could be re-elected in 1971. He won in a close victory against his rival, Kim Dae-jung. Shortly after being sworn in, he declared a state of emergency in Korea. In October 1972, he dissolved the legislature and suspended the 1963 Constitution. He then began drafting the Yushin Constitution, which was severely authoritarian and dramatically expanded his powers. It would have allowed him to run for an unlimited number of six-year terms. It essentially transformed his presidency into a legal dictatorship. According to the new Constitution, he ran for president again in 1972 and won unopposed. The Yushin Constitution also strictly regulated television censorship. For example, men with long hair were banned from appearing on television. Throughout the 70s, though, soap operas became a cultural phenomenon across South Korea. The industrialization in the Yushin period of the 70s showed rapid improvement but it came at a great cost to the working class. The government did not have a minimum wage set or a weekly leave period. Twelve-hour workdays were the norm. Trade unions and industrial action were prohibited. In spite of this, however, it created stable jobs for those in poverty and was a welcome change for a large number of Koreans. This period also saw a decrease in child mortality by 64%, as well as the increases in life expectancy. On August 15, 1974, Park was delivering a speech in the National Theater in Seoul to celebrate the 29th anniversary of colonial rule when a man named Moon Se-gwang fired a gun at Park from the front row. The bullet missed Park but struck his wife, Yu Kyung-su. Park continued his speech as his dying wife was carried off stage. She died later that day. Moon Seguang, the assassin, was hanged in prison four months later. In 1975, Park ordered homeless people and children to be removed from the streets of Seoul. Thousands were captured by the police and sent to camps. The detainees were used as free labor by the authorities and subjected to degrading treatment. Many were tortured or killed. By the 1970s, many Koreans had become unhappy with Park's autocratic rule. His regime restricted freedom of speech and the press. Along with this, the KCIA was able to arrest and detain anyone they chose. 
Many of Park's opponents were held without trial and tortured. Demonstrations began to occur and came to a head on October 16, 1979, when a rally was held at Busan National University. The rally soon turned into a riot that lasted all day. By evening, 50,000 people were gathered in front of Busan City Hall. Over the next two days, public offices were attacked and around 400 protesters were arrested. On October 18th, martial law was declared in Busan. More students and workers joined in the protests, and by nightfall, a citywide curfew was put in place. On October 26, 1979, six days after the student protests ended, Park was assassinated. He was shot in the head and the chest by Kim JQ, the director of the KCIA. Kim also killed Park's chief bodyguard, and then other KCIA officers went to other parts of the building, shooting dead four more presidential guards. Kim and his group were later arrested by the South Korea's Army Chief of Staff, tortured, and executed. Kim's reasoning for the assassination was that Park was an obstacle to democracy and that he acted out of patriotism. John Duhon, the head of the investigation and later president, claimed that Kim acted to preserve his own power. Che Gyuha became acting president under the Yushin Constitution, but was soon removed from power by Jun Duhuan, and Jun became president by 1980. Park was buried with full military honors on November 3, 1979, in Seoul. His eldest daughter from his second marriage, Park Geun-hye, would be his lasting legacy, and she would become president of South Korea in 2012. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Korean Atlas and History. Most of today's information was taken from the Namu Wiki and Wikipedia. We hope you enjoyed this program, and we hope you check out our Facebook page. See you next time!